You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Maitzai Shabbos, this must be Rishchad I'm Avram Kivilevich, and I'm here with Hagoyin Hatzadik Achosid, Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofer. And I say Achosid today because Rabbi Bechofer um, uh, has informed me that uh, we should both be aware that this coming Shabbos, of course, is Yat Kislev, Yutas Kislev, a day that uh, Lubavitchers uh, worldwide see as the Rosh Hashanah of their year. Maybe even bigger than their, their own Rosh Hashanah. I don't know. Than the Rosh Hashanah of Kal Yisrael. But it's definitely the Rosh Hashanah Shulchidus, and it's a day for us, he believes, that we should contemplate the great legacy of the founder of what has become now known as Lubavitch Chassidus, of Shneir Zalman of Liadi, uh, the author of the Sefer Atanya, and of course, the author of the Shulchan Aruch Harav. And uh, Rabbi Yosef, uh, I'm not sure exactly where you want to go with this in terms of... But I have to just say one thing. You know, Yutes Kislev is the day that the Rebbe was freed from prison. Um, and I guess you are in the same way joining the Chabadskers in terms of appreciation of that day specifically. Do you, do you want to start with Yutes Kislev or tell or, or is it just an excuse to speak about the Alta Rebbe? Well, let's, let's actually, we can talk about it. Let me give you some Russian program and then you can elaborate. Uh, because you are a, uh, when it comes to all such things, both historical, Hasidic, and as well as Kabbalistic. So, um, I think that uh, well, to me, the Alter Reb is also a going b'halocha. But go ahead. Okay, that's well, see, that's part of you being a Mayan misgabe. You have such <laughs> well-found insight. Well, you were being a Mayan in my in my goodness. <laughs> You're able to elaborate on it. Um, so um, yes, I think we should speak about Yutes uh, Kislev and and Chav Kislev because those both Yom Tovim and Chabad. We should speak about the Rebbe. He's not just a Napoleon. We should speak about um, the Rebbe, the Balatanya's um, denigration of uh, non-Jews. We should speak about how, <laughs> okay. um, how he, uh, how the first Sefer, the Sefer of Shabbat, least in my opinion, is very depressing. We should speak about also um, why the, um, how the, the Balatanya uh, perhaps made the concept of Tzimtzum much more widespread and the study of Kabbalah in general much more um uh, focal and uh, a symptom specific topic, which I think he popularized, so to speak. And uh, as we know, uh, was a response, yeah, a response to the Balatani. Not very much different. Um, and um, also uh, the impact of uh, uh, the, the, I think of the Balatani in general, as opposed to the Mezritcher Magid, for example, I don't think the book which Solomon Maimon wrote about the Mezritcher Magid could, he could have written about the Balatani. It was only a little piece in his biography when he and talks that, about okay. it. It wasn't a book about them as Richard Magid. He happens to have a section about yes. the new oh, about new movements of Achsidus, and he mentions right. he and his friend were by the Ms. Richard's um, uh, Shulchan. Right. And, of course, he was writing it for a uh, – Solomon Mann was writing it for a secular audience. Uh, so, again, but it's still very revealing about what Chassidus was like at the time. Right. Yeah, so you showed your lack of sort of bikiyas in Solomon Maimon. But go ahead. So you want, you want to talk about all of this, and you want oh, us to be oh, able – because you're, you're always 
giving me the cutoff sign at about 20 minutes. Yeah. So how can we do this in 20 minutes? Yeah, we, can only do, we can't do all one night. So you pick where you want to begin. So you, so you want this to be like a, a two-part Rizcha Daraisa. Well, if we, if we do well tonight, maybe we'll do another part next week. We always do well. Again, that's a, a suffix of thing. Even, even when we're bad, we do well. Okay. Um, all right, look. Uh, you know, again, I, I think part of the problem with the Balatanya... Can you a specific jump-off point? Yeah, I'm going to start off with something different. I'll, I'll tell you where I want to jump off. Um, I think part of the problem with the Velt being Makir, uh, the greatness of the Balatanya, is that there's a uh, a sense of Nefesh um, Ayofas from some of the Lubavitcher rhetoric about how great and incredible he was. I, I think if that... I, I, no. Uh, wait, wait, let me just finish the thought. No, no, I'm not going to let you finish. Because you don't I, even know what I'm saying. I, Go I, I want to make it clear. One second, nevertheless. I want to make it clear that I want that discussion independent of where Lubavitch is today. And I don't agree with you. I think Lubavitch today venerates the last Rebbe much more, much more, and it eclipses any veneration of any previous Rebbe. Okay. My point is, is that I don't think he gets enough appreciation outside of the the people who really know how halacha work and recognize his incredible, almost staggering contribution to the Mishnah Bura and the other Sifri halacha in terms of the, the, the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, most people don't realize how great of a thinker he was. They don't realize the depth of his thoughts and how glot his, 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 how glot his psokim are, uh, Again, people who know, people who are into Aloha and read the Kuntur Sachran and know uh, from the, the, you know, the first Sefer that was actually published by him was the, the Sefer on the on, on Hilchas Talmatera. People who read it in depth realize they're dealing with an Anak. Uh, one of the Talmidim of, of Rav Shimon Shkop that I'm not sure if you, Rabbi Yosef Gavri, are such a big fan of, but I spent many, many hours being Mavalazman in his uh, Besmedrish uh, Rav Meshav Vigdor Amil, uh, the Midas Lachek Aloha, has an introduction to um, how Halacha had developed from the time of the of Chazal through the Rishonim and the Goinim, and he posits the Goin and the Balatanya as twin giants. Um, and uh, again, that's notwithstanding Odibi Yud and the Shagasari, who were both living in that Tkufa. And 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 I and I think Rav Amil's uh, Daher that the Balatanya is really an incredible, incredible, glot, solid thinker that's makif so much, I think is obscured by uh, the fact, and, and I, I'll say it again, Chabad uh, and, and, and looks at him as the number two to the Baal Shem Tev. Uh, it's true, technically number three since from the Magid, but they've extolled him and turned him into this incredible godlike figure to the point that I think many people don't really recognize who aren't Chassidim how important he is in terms of understanding and giving a mahalach and halacha. Um, so that's my that's my, my statement there. I don't know if you disagree with that or not. Um, you, no. You're shaking it. You disagree or not? No, I don't. I don't have any opinion either way. Okay. Well, it's too bad you don't, because I think more should be done in terms of first of all studying his chuvas. More should be done in terms of, of 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 really handling with him. Again, there are svarim that are written not by non-chabadskers, 
But I think it's it's unfortunate that people don't realize uh, how great of a mind he was. And in many ways, unlike the Goyen, that you sort of have to figure out how great he is from the Bir Agro and from the notes, the the Alter Rebbe himself, the the Kuntres Achroin, the Kuntresay Achroin of of the Alter Rebbe themselves are an incredible model of cogent thinking, really analytic thought, on the Rishonim, taking back to the Makairis. I think it's a, uh, the Alter Rebbe, even if he hadn't written any Sifri Chesidus whatsoever, needs to be up there as a great superstar and really maybe the, one of the greatest of his time. Uh, number two or three, I would say the, the Goin, the Alter Rebbe, maybe the Nodi Behuda, number three, uh, Shagas Aryeh, four. But I think that's the way I would say. Now, again, you don't, you don't want to, uh, this is just something to yawn at. I'm sorry, Sarah, I tell you, if you're yawning at this, but no, I no, think no, that, no. I, I think that's, I think it's an important point to rolling, make. I, I wasn't yawning, I was rolling my eyes. I see. Okay. Well, look, who am I to compete with the Mahabra of the Big Day Sheesh? No, uh, no, 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 no. You, you want to say something to Zach, what he wrote in the Kudu, something he wrote in the Kudu Zachron, or anywhere else, which is a, a evidence of this phenomenon, which I don't disagree with. But what you, you just... Peric Bays, Peric Bays, take a look, wait, everybody. No, so no, no. Get... Elaborate. Say something. Elaborate. You want me to elaborate on why this is true? Okay, yes. we only have a couple yes, minutes. Yes, I mean, when yes. I start, you know, I have to start giving you that. But if you take a look, for example, one of the most beautiful pieces is right in the beginning. I think it's a, a beginning of Perik Bay's, and I'm not, I'm not going to pause the recording and go check my out my Shulchan Aruch Harav. But if you take a look in Perik Bay's of the um, of of, of Hilchas Tamatera, if you take a look there about how he's magder exactly what uh, uh, the mitzvah. Is the way he's magdir limadatayra uh, to bonim b'nei bonim. You'll see there chidushim neiroyim in terms of, uh, of 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 the chiyav of av to his children. Uh, in general, just he 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 he, he the whole sugya of of the, in in the then the first parak of kedushin. So just take it again. These are just and and, and if you read it, right. uh, another place I would say is um, in Hilchas Birchas Hanenin where he is probably the only one who really understood exactly how all the different shitas of possible bekisnen are really understood to really make sense, um, I think, over there. Another place I would say just offhand is um, he gives really the most, the most important, you know, the halachas that have to do with harchoka um, from tzoya and about machna kodesh, He's the first one to really give it a, a, a daher that, that's, that explains all the Gemaras. So I would say those three places that I just said are, if, if, if the Alter Rebbe's contributions there are already enough to earn him uh, Netzach. Now, you want to talk about uh, the Sefer Shalbeninim. You know, I know that you made a shtickle name of yourself in Chicago. I know you don't like me saying the name of that city. But I remember you made a shtickle name of yourself as... Uh, teach, what was the name of your shir again? Uh, Tanya from Misnagdim, right? Okay, so why don't you talk a little bit about how Tanya helped you and changed you and, and what, what you did with it. No, I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into this, I'm going to stick with this Aloha thing for a minute because uh, I want to bear down hard on you. Uh, tell, tell me, um, what, what about Tanya say is uh, differently than the Lavush? They both took the Shulchan Aruch, rephrased it and added insights. Okay. That's a good question. 
I would say the Levush, again, it's hard to, to, to compare people from hundreds of years apart. I would say like this. The Levush was a wonderful writer uh, who made who was into clarity of thought. In that way, he and the Balatanya were similar. Balatanya knew that he was dealing with a very um, a, a weakly structured uh, book called the Shulchan Aruch that was written almost offhandedly by uh, Rabbi Yosef Cairo. What do you mean offhandedly? Well, this was a, a safer that was supposed to be a kitzer of the Beis Yosef. Right, it was right. meant, so it, was, it wasn't meant to be his magnum opus. He was already a zokin muflug when he wrote it. And he wrote it as a way for people to chazeriber the basic Yosotis and Beis Yosef to do all four halakim once a month. He didn't expect it to be a safer that you would pour over every single uh, simon and sif and see the daikonis. And therefore, see, it was meant to be a shorthand version of the big book that he expected to be his great legacy. The only thing is, he realized you can't carry around a base Yosef with you. So if you have a, you have a Shulchan Aruch, you do it. Okay. So the safer is really, it's shot full of of, of holes and places, as even the Mishnah Bura constantly says, haloshin magumgum. It's a magumgum. And, and, and therefore, you have things that are disorganized. In Hilcha Shabbos, you, you get stuff in the beginning of Hilcha Shabbos about Amir Lenochri, and then you get things later. And basically, what you have is a mis, uh, you, you don't apprehend things well. Both the Levush and the Balatanya tried to correct this. Now, the. By the way, I just, uh, would Ravavavadi agree with you? Or you'd be throwing stones at this point. Now you want to talk about Chacham Avadia. No, I'm just asking what he would think of your opinion on the Shulchan Aruch. The fact that I said it was something he wrote in his dotage? Yeah, I can't. Look, I have a lot. Look, I am backing. I am. I have the Mishnah Bura and everybody else behind me. Everybody knows. Yeah, what just, I'm, just everybody knows what I'm saying is correct. Okay. I know what they don't. Ms. would say. Asking you the question. Okay, so we can make all sure about the about 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 the Bais Yosef. You know well as well as I do that the Chacham Avadi was fifty, well seventy, I don't know, sixty percent great covet for the Bais Yosef, and forty percent was using the return to the Shulchan Aruch as a way to muscle out everybody else. Okay, so Chacham Avadia was correct. It says, oh, Benishchai. I'm throwing you overboard. Uh, Ashkenazi Hashpa, I'm throwing you overboard. It's all Beis Yosef. Kim Leika, Beis Yosef. And therefore, Kim Leika Mi, who is riding the horse of the Beis Yosef and the Shulchan Aruch. So that, basically, Chocham Avadya, of course he loved the Beis Yosef, but he loved him for a purpose. And, he, and the reason was because he wanted to restore Halacha. Now, did he believe that there were did did he agree with the with the what the mission Burris says that these were shinas or magumgum? Of course he has to. Chacham Avadia and, and his root was a tremendous tamachacham. But in terms of some of his public statements, in terms of his pushing, then Enochinami he probably would have to disavow me and throw stones at me. But I think that if I got Chacham Avadia on a Rizka Daraisa show and, <laughs> and and we were like really talking about it, I think he'd say Kivalevich, of course, Atatzodik. But I Atatzodik, Masha told me. No, no, on your corner, I give it there. So he would agree with me. So anyway, the point is, is that the Lavush definitely took care, then he took care of one other thing. The Lavush had a big covet for his Rebbe, the Ramah, and he also was able to make it that the Ramah isn't an afterthought 
or uh, is, is somehow inserting himself in this awkward way. But rather, the whole paragraph speaks of and basically ends up displaying the sheet of the Ramah. Okay, so that's really what the Lavush gains is great language. Plus, you get the Ramah center stage without with, with, with the right. now. The Balatanya uh, was a literary. Uh, although you know, I remember you telling me that you think that the uh, the Sefer Shalbeinim is a very disjointed and not an easy book to read, which many people will agree with you. However, he was someone, he was, especially in the, the Sefer of, of the Shulchan Aruch, he definitely was a stickler for language and wanted things to be clear. And he wrote, I would say, again, I'm not about diktuk, but I know he cleaned up the diktuk and many times the Lashonis, and he was into that. However, all that being said, and the Levush Kvoidim Kvoidim Munach, the Balatanya is a different level of brain than the Levush. Okay, the, the, the okay the the Balatanya's power of chidush is now the levush is, is, is has a lot of brilliant chaps. The Balatanya is more like Rova, and the levush is more like Abaya. Okay, the, the levush has a lot of beautiful zachen, which which basically the prima Godim and others say this is a chidush otzim, and and most of them, although everybody likes saying them over, are rejected. Whereas the Balatanya is really much more of a glotter thinker. And he's a big, he gives you a big hekif. And that's why the Mishnabura swallows him hook, line, and sinker. And the Lavush, oh, Ayan Bil Lavush, or the Prima Godim, and you'll see an interesting shita over there. Even the Sefer that was meant to extol the Lavush, the, the Oyo Rabbah, ends up arguing with him quite often Although the reason why the Lavush that we Rabbah wrote on the Lavush was because it was a super popular book. That's what everybody learned. Nobody had time. First of all, the Shulchan Aruch was frustrating, and the Lavush was very wonderful to read. So Rabbi Leo Rabbah, this dying in Prague, says, I'm going to write my beer on the Lavush since everybody's learning it anyway. But it's not because he really felt the Lavush was a giant, right? Uh, and again, he definitely, look, who am I? I I'm an infinitesimal insect who's never going to, I don't know where my is going to be. But the Palatanya was definitely a greater mind halachically in terms of thinking of the big picture than the Lavush was. Okay? That's, very, that's a beautiful comparison. I'm saying without any sarcasm or cynicism. I like the analysis. Now tell me about the Limitsch and the Palatanya. Okay. Well, so I guess we're not going to talk about Chassidus then. Today. Looks like you veered, took the direction, the program your direction, which is okay. I'm okay. happy with that. You have another week to talk about the Balatani and other areas. Uh, well, I wanted to get, you're the one who, who was, who was uh, look, look, there's, the, the, okay, let me you tell you. never know where it's going to go, where we start, right? Oh, okay, but here's the difference between me and you, okay? I, again, the Balatanya. Again, let's, let's, when did we really start to become thinkers, me and you? Right? When were we weren't, when did both of us, at what age, did we start to really, you know, start thinking and developing our approach on our own, right? So I, when I started, let's say they were, we both started around the same age, okay? We were smart kids till we were 16, but about 17, 18, that's when the Kivalevich and Bechafford Sura started to happen, Right. Right. Till six, okay, till about 16, I was just as Vild Meshuggan, okay? Okay, so now I'm not, 16. Not now? I'm definitely not as Vild as I was. Meshuggan maybe, but not so Vild, okay? So now, so let's say 17, 18, 19, 20, those four years is when you really develop, like, what you're all about, right? So the 17, 18, 19, 20, 
those years I was learning Lakute Torah. I was I was learning uh, Tanya. So I was going through the. So he was part of my uh, growth period. You got that was like this. Like a, a rebellion in Israel? Where, where, where was no, the... no, I was in Miami. I was in Miami and in, oh. I was in Miami and Mir and So I, I went to Mir and Israel when I was seventeen. I went. I went to Miami when I was sixteen. By Zweig, by Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, Sixteen to seventeen, I was by Rabbi Yochanan. I was seventeen to eighteen uh, in in Mir. Back with Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and then. For a little while, I guess, by Reb Zelig Epstein for another year in in, in Sharatayr. Those and years, Lubavitch is on either side of your family, right? N- none of them, yeah. but but my own learning took in Lubavitch at that time. So I was very good. So those that period of my life, I spent a lot of time with the Alter in general, Chassidus, and specifically. Uh, but also Chabad Chassidus and comparing Chabad to Chagas. That was a big, right, plus um, many, plus... Wait, 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 wait. I have to explain to our listeners what Chabad versus Chagas is. Okay, so... We don't know that terminology necessarily. Okay, well, okay, so we know Chabad Chassidus is Chochma Bino Das, right? Now, um, <laughs> which spends a lot of time speaking um, about the about Elokus, Speaking a lot about the essence of what God is, or almost essence, and how the ishtalshulus of God into the world, and a lot of things which people would call extremely esoteric and not very, not exactly relevant to your day-to-day midos and meisim teifin. Chachmagvura tiferes is more chesed. about. Oh, sorry, Chesed. I said Chokman Chesed. Chesed Gvura Teferis is more what Chabad calls Svarim like the Nayim Elimelech, Svarim like Zoysi Karin from the Chayzer from Lublin, the Svarim from the Kosen Tremagid. Those Svarim they call Chagas Chasidus. Now, use it the same disparaging way that Chabad uses it. Chabad uses it in a disparaging manner. Yes, they do. Because they want, they would like to, us to think, and this is what I wanted you to talk about, that uh, that Chabad Hasidus is really n- not only the greatest of the Hasidus, but it's actually bigger than any Torah that's possible. Yeah. It's much bigger than Chokmas Hasoid as well. It's bigger than the Soid of Pardes because it's really Reisha the Leis Yoda. And again, th- th- this is what Chabad is about. Now, I was... I was not a Chabadsker, but I had a lot to do with them. Part of the reason was because Chabad had a very strong yeshiva in Miami, and I was involved with them, and I did a lot of learning with them. So the point is... Must be a big time of in Miami. He's a Rablebo Shapiro. Yeah. yeah, he's a very... Yeah, I was stickle friendly with his son. I got to know him through some of our mutual jobs that we sometimes do. So anyway, the point is, is that for me, Chabad was part of the Rekha. Chabad, the first Sefer I ever learned in Kabbalah was based, was written by, in other words, my first Kabbalah primer book was written by a Chabad Chosid. So my Daher was very much Chabad. Now, Yosef Gabriel Bechapra, on the other hand, comes to Chabad, I believe, I'm right, a little bit later, after he's already formed his, his sense of the Welt, and then he decides, hey, what's this Balatanya about? I'm now going to start learning the Sefer. And that's why 
you come to it a little bit from a, from a different perspective than I do, right? So, I'm not sure it's going relative to the Yorach HaShulchan, but yes, all this is true. Yes, okay. So therefore, I think this really, in a way, I'm not saying I have it in the banner, but, you know, I, I think it's more in my bones than it is in yours. But fine. Now explain the difference between Okay, so now. All right, so, okay. So, the now, the Orach HaShulchan. I want to say again, you did a very good job as Lubosh and Baal Okay, good, good. That's right. Okay, good. I'm happy that you, and, and I think what I'm saying is right. Now, look, like I said, I love, I love the lavush because you can always find some chikava vildezach, some chikava. Oh, oh, you see how people in the Balatanya you're looking for definitions. You're looking for the real picture of things, and 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 that's even true, by the way, in the chalakim of Shulchan Aruch, where he. Is the kalachayad part, the part that he didn't really get to finish, the chayshin mishpat part, where he where he where he where he condenses everything into elchashmiras anefesh. The yisoidus there are mamish the yisoidus that that you work with. So again, I really again I really believe the dego. I'm gonna even say something even more. I'm gonna say something worse now. <laughs> the goin. I'm saying, look, the goin. Uh, everybody, of course, becomes great by learning biragro. But the Balatanya actually created the, the, the definition and the language of, of, of many, many Yisaitis and Halacha. Whereas with the Goin, you're sort of looking at, oh, the Goin must mean this. The Goin, so the, the Goin were, were sort of with the cryptic sentences because he wasn't, you know, people are so stupid. They don't understand that, that the Beragra is really the notes that he left after he died and his kids brought them he brought this. He brought the notes in order to be printed up in the Shulchan Aruch. It was a big seller. Everybody loved the Goyin, so everybody would buy the 1840 edition, whatever it was, with beer agra. Now, of course, that did change learning. I don't. I don't deny that. But the Goyin wasn't writing it to. It was. He didn't expect it to be printed. He was just writing it because trachten. So people say, "Oh, this is the way you're supposed to think." So people, but but the, but the, the, the Balatanya gave people definitions straight to the point and explained them. So again, in many ways, I can see why the Lubavitchers see the Goyin as number one, not just. A, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Balatanya is number one, because on an objective level, you could you could make that case. Okay. So that's just just to finish up that point. In terms of Aruch HaShulchan, the Aruch HaShulchan, first of all, okay, uh, what was his purpose? What was the purpose of the Aruch HaShulchan Sefer, right? Um, clearly not what the, he wasn't trying to write on the Shulchan Aruch the same way that Mishra Burra was. And, and, and honestly, as many people point out, Chaim Salvechik, most famously, but really you could even see it in Rav Moshe Feinstein's Pesachim, and the Rav David Feinstein's Zechot Tzadik Psalkim as well, in terms of what he writes. The Aruch HaShulchan is clearly, not only everybody knows him, he's being Matzik Menhage Yisrael, but of course he's also... Chazanim, he doesn't like Chazanim. He does not like Chazanim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're learning Aruch HaShulchan now. Now, the Aruch HaShulchan definitely wants to provide uh, a, a, a Hezber for the Shulchan Aruch. He wants you to read his book, and then he says, and with this you can understand this, this, the, the, these confusing, sometimes difficult statements that are in the Machaber and the Ramah. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's spoon-feeding you, but he definitely wants you to understand that. Um, I, I, he, 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 the Palatanya, the Alta Rebbe himself, doesn't care about that. Right. 
you know, it's almost like he's, although he's writing the, the das of the, of the, he's almost displacing them, right? Mm-hmm. He's almost displaced them. Whereas the Aruch HaShulchan saying, the Aruch HaShulchan Sefer, I believe, is really a tremendous help. He doesn't want you to uh, throw out the Shulchan Aruch. He says, you need my book to read the Shulchan Aruch. And my book will help you because I will give you the background. And then if you read my book, you'll figure out what it is the Beis Yosef and the Ramar is saying. And in parentheses, the Taz is, it doesn't, you don't care about this Taz. And he'll follow just like the Balatan. He follows the Mogan Avram uh, quite often. Plus, in the first couple of Halakim, you'll see some subtle digs against Machmirim and the Mishnabura and others like that. I don't think about, again, the Balatanya would have been happy. And this, again, is part of the Gaiva of Lubavitch, which maybe starts the Balatanya. He'd be happy if, with displacing, really, <laughs> just like the Rambam, displacing what was already there. Okay, is that a, are you, are you going to give me a, a pat on the back for that analysis yes, as well? What shocked me about the Aruch the most in learning Aruch is how Kabbalistic he actually is. Is the Balatanya okay. Kabbalistic in, in his, at all? People are very disappointed how little there is there. In fact, the standard take of Chabad, but okay, let's talk about his Kabbalistic. You're right. When the, what surprises you is when he tries to come up with his Beirim for mitzvahs or inyonim, you're surprised they'll quote the Zohar, right? You're surprised they'll give like a machshava type of idea. But a lot of this stuff is either in parentheses or in this or in the or in the Rashi script. And um, yeah, look, the safer is definitely. I'm happy that you're giving yourself. You're not you're not plugging yourself as much as you did last week. But we all know that uh, that that the Rabbi Bechaffer has a uh, uh, a shear every single day, right? The Noracha Shulchan daily. Um, How's that? Do you believe it's it's it's? Do you believe that's what a person should learn if he wants to learn halacha? Other than other than getting the chance to learn from the one of the great rabbeim of our door, if not the greatest rabbi of the door, much more. It's a, it's much it's, it, it, um, engaging than Mishnah Right. I, I, I. But 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 do you believe that's the safer you should learn? Well, you know, this is uh, Rabbi Foshim Levitz told me that. Uh, uh, Zevin said to him, and I, I might have mentioned this on the program once before, but he said that uh, in the old country, the Rabbanim paskin from the Orach HaShulchan and the Rosh Yeshiva paskin from the Mishnah In other words, that uh, the Rabbanim actually prefer the Orach HaShulchan, I guess because they found him to be more in the in the tradition of uh, yeah, like like Chaim Salvatric says, the mimetic tradition, that's what everybody knew, and that was the that was definitely and again that's the of Minhagim. Uh look, the Mishabur, look, the Mishabur look well, I tell you one the symbol that was just reiterating this in a different way. the concept of Laman Yerutsa Korebo applies to Urhashulchan does not apply to the Mishnabura. You want to explain that? It was Urhashulchan you can read and it you know uh, flows, right? Right, exactly. You don't have to figure out what its conclusion is either. I, yeah, I, I think part of I think I agree with you. I think part of the problem is one of the big secrets that, again, you have to know how to learn. To, you have to know about learning to know this is true. Is that the Mishnah Berurah was a little bit of a team effort? Uh, the Baraloka, of course, his two son-in-laws were helping him, and because of that, sometimes you, you you're you're going at opposite ends with the Baraloka. Sometimes the Sharetzion ends up upending things that are in the Sefer. So. I think where the Mishnah Bura is a beautiful writer 
is where he borrows a lot from the style of the Balatanya, where his, his introductions, many of his introductions are taken phrase from phrase from the Balatanya. And we know Shin Aleph, which is Sharach Reinim, is basically uh, the Balatanya. Uh, the is the Balatanya. That's what I mean. It's when when he says Shin Aleph, yeah, but he says the Graz. Sometimes he says right, but many times he says Shin Aleph, and it's the Balatanya as well. So look, we know that in terms of now, what, what's unfortunate, I think, is the um, has not been given enough uh, place. The Chuvis of the Balatanya, which there aren't that many, but there's still on, on a number of things. Unfortunately, they aren't really uh, learnt up the same way collections of other chuvas are, and I think that's really uh, a big chisara. Uh, so I think as far as that goes, we're missing a lot. And to answer your question about why there isn't more Kabbalistic or what we call chesidah shezachim, so the myth has been, and I, 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 I'm not to call it a myth, but I'm not sure, again, the only source we have from that is from the chesidim themselves, is that, that, the, uh, that the Magid told him to write a sefer for Klal Yisrael, for the Misnagdim. They needed a safer. It's very, it's counterintuitive, but that's what it is. In other words, basically, they were the aristocracy of, of Jewish thought. And they looked and saw halacha is really going down the drain. People don't have a tvisa on it. Hmm, you, the, the Magid said, you're the smartest one, the Litvisha, right? That's what they called them, the Litvak. You're the smartest. You're the one that knows how to do this stuff. You're the biggest lamdan, right? You write the safer for them. Now, again, and that was supposedly the reason why the steerus between the psokim and the Shulchan Aruch Harav and the Siddur, which you know is full of psokim, the Siddur Imdach has selections of psokim, and those psokim many times contradict each other. They did not want to see that as a development in the Alter Rebbe's way of thinking, but rather he never meant the Psokim in the Siddur to be for Chassidim. That was the Psokim for us, for the rest of the Velt. So in other words, this was his gift according to Labavitch mythos, right? So, which, which means, although the last Labavitch Rebbe, though, learns it up, he learns the Alter Rebbe like with more depth than most people learn the Rambam. He learns every ois and every letter and every chibor and every zach like that. And, and therefore, the, so even though it was a book for the Misnagdim, it's still written with the level of a Ruach HaKedosh that uh, is, is, is astronomical. Because according to uh, Chabad understanding, the Rebbe, as you know, as you've spoken about, and you're on record in a lot of beautiful recordings, was probably much bigger than the Rambam himself. Although, in some ways, the Rambam's madur is so great. But on the other hand, was he like the Ovois? Was he like uh, one of the Ovois of Aseyam Akhtoshim? I, I, I don't think so. I think that he sees the Alta Rebbe as his galus of, 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 of Chaim and, and more, Orein Seif, that was Nisgala Beguf Gashmi, right? And that is what he says about the out, about the Alta Rebbe. So this man, who is basically Elokus walking, <laughs> clearly, even what he writes for the Misnagdim is, so, is, is, is still yeah. 
Torah mamish, just like just like any medrash or any gemara, any mechilta, and therefore you can be medayik every kaitzah shaliyud. Whereas others for him maybe get that, but I, but again, so this is why you have the sort of this you know this this anomaly of. Um, Treating the safer like a real safer halacha, but on the other hand, we know the way uh, we, we we know the way uh, Chabad Chassidus deals with it. So you know, again, they are def- they definitely have put the most effort into what they've invested into it. The problem is, is their investiture is is colored by the the, gra- the gravy of Chassidus to the point. That, so, the, the, so therefore, it's like I like I go back to my original point. People therefore don't want to touch it. And I, Rabbi Yosef, next week we're going to hear um, why you believe that this is a melancholic safer, the safer Abedinim, and it's not. Uh, in other words, who knows? But we're going to fly off to next week. Okay, everyone, we're going to start. Where we're going to end? But next week on Moitzei Yat Kislev, we'll see you, Mitzvah Shem. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.